You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, we thank you for yet another podcast episode. We thank you that you are drawing people to listen to this episode because you have something specific that you want to impart to them. We just depend on you right now, Holy Spirit, to lead and guide us into all truth, to show us our future so that we can get in agreement with what true reality from your perspective actually is. Thank you that Jesus finished the work that has created us into a new creation. That right this very minute, we are alive in Christ while at the same time crucified. We are seated in heavenly places at the very same time that we are seated wherever we might be while we're listening to this podcast. And so Holy Spirit, open the eyes of our understanding. Flood our hearts with light that we might know the hope of this calling and use this podcast, Father, to renew our minds and transform us from the inside out so that we are conformed to the image of Jesus, to the image of love, and we are an accurate reflection of who Jesus is in this world. And we just give you thanks in advance for all that you're going to be speaking today. And we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Well, it's good to be back speaking to you guys on one of my probably top three topics. If you listen to my podcast very long, I bet you can guess what my number one favorite topic is. Any, any, any guesses out there? Well, if you guessed union with Jesus and the true gospel and that whole idea of what Christ has completed for us in us, well, then you got the number one topic. Number two is probably around manifesting heaven on earth supernaturally living as a mystic, experiencing God, enlightened eyes, activated spiritual senses, just that, you know, healing the sick, raising the dead, all of those incredible things that come through our union with Jesus as we abide in the vine, and he gets to do greater works through us. Definitely in the top three. But number three is where I want to hone in today. And that topic is something that, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of interweaving in all of my messages, but it's the topic that I refer to as supernatural mind renewal. And honestly, I coined that phrase, gosh, it's been, I don't know, well over a decade ago, when I wanted a better name or a better phrase <laughs> to call inner healing. And I was really pressing into 
the, I don't know, the reformation of the way the body of Christ thinks about inner healing and talks about inner healing because, I don't know, when I would hear about it or I would read about it or I would even participate in it or be trained in a particular modality or train my team in a particular modality, whatever you want to call it, and all the different ways that we would interact with different quote-unquote inner healing modalities, because I, you know, see everything through a finished work lens and a union with Jesus lens, I was always observing and frankly probably annoyed by the amount of unfinished work that was wrapped up in the inner healing you know, world and the lack of a union perspective and this concept of just truly in Christ we are complete, in Christ we are whole. And so we're not trying to get healed in a sense because we lack something. Instead, we're, I, I just decided to say what it is biblically. <laughs> we're actually just renewing our minds. Uh, and we're renewing our minds to what has already happened to us. And in the process, obviously, there's a healing that takes place or a transformation that takes place or a shift that takes place or we experience more freedom, whatever you want to say, because what happens is that in the deepest part of our, you know, what some people would say hearts, what, what others would say our subconscious minds, we are no longer held in bondage by a lie. Our, our mindset at an, at a core subconscious level has been transformed so that we are in agreement with the truth. We've come out of agreement with the lies that cause us to suffer, that cause us to experience pain, that cause us to be depressed and have all kinds of you know, emotions that are not the fruit of the spirit and frankly cause all kinds of behavioral things, cause all kinds of addictions and just, you know, not ungodly behavior. I mean, when I say ungodly behavior, I just mean things that are not, you know, representative of the heart of God, the heart of perfect love that are, that are, you know, driven by fear and things that sometimes we don't even recognize, honestly, what is happening. And so basically what I want to chat about today is in that area of that third topic. I want to talk about this concept, this phrase that I call supernatural mind renewal. And I want to introduce it, and I'm not sure if I'll wrap it up in this episode or if I'll carry it on to multiple episodes, but I want to take my time a little bit with it because there is just so much reformation that, that really needs to happen in the body of Christ because people truly don't understand that once you really have 
recognize that Jesus is who he says he is, and you've become awakened, if you will, to what he accomplished for you on the cross, really the only thing that's left to do is to renew your mind. It is all finished. Uh, You are completely in Christ right now. I mean, the, 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 the truth of the matter, and this, this gets me in trouble sometime because people don't really understand the, what I want to say, the scope of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. They don't understand the, the all encompassing, just complete reconciliation of the fallen world and the fall of man that Jesus reconciled into himself on the cross and what he what he undid the undoing of Adam that happened on the cross a lot of people don't really understand what actually Jesus accomplished on the cross but when i say it gets me in trouble just because people don't understand that they really don't understand scriptures like in Ephesians 1:4 that says we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world and so we 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 have a relationship with like inner healing and we have a relationship with we think sanctification is a process and we have all of these i don't know religious separated activities that we participate in to try and become holy to try and become sanctified that try to become who we are in Christ rather than recognizing that the work was finished before the foundation of the world, it was absolutely manifested on the cross of Jesus Christ. And all that's happening now is humanity is awakening to what Jesus has done as people hear the gospel. So the gospel is simply the awakening of the intellect and of the mind to the truth. And the truth that you know, the truth that you can is the truth you can experience. And so the work was finished. The world has been reconciled. We, that's why we call it the ministry of reconcilia- reconciliation. It's the announcement of the reconciliation of Jesus. And, and why am I taking a time to kind of unpack just the gospel here and, and try to explain the problem kind of that I felt I needed to come up with a new term, supernatural mind renewal, to describe this process of transformation or transfiguration that is the only thing left to do after you you have been awakened to the truth of the finished work of the cross. Well, I'm taking the time to explain it because without an understanding of really what the cross means for you, And what is actually true about you right now, you will totally approach something like inner healing. For that matter, you'll approach every Christian discipline, but something like inner healing as though you're trying to get healed rather than you are getting in agreement with what is true about you and coming out of agreement with the lies that are causing you to experience anything but healing. So hopefully I'm making sense so far, but I want to, I want to slow down here a little bit and I want to talk about, I want to just unpack just a little bit more 
this concept of what Jesus fully accomplished on the cross. And it is the doctrine, it's called the doctrine of inclusion. And when people first hear this, a lot of times they just don't have ears to hear it the first time or maybe the second time because we have been taught in Western Christianity a a version of the gospel which is less than good when compared to the real truth of the gospel. If you're like me and you're like most evangelical denominations, you know, if you grew up in any kind of evangelical denomination or even traditional charismatic Pentecostal type denominations, then you were taught that there is a state of a human being that is apart from Christ. That there are human, there are believers and unbelievers, which that's a great way, that's actually a most accurate way to, what to say. But there are people walking around that are completely, you know, separated from Jesus. And what, and that, you know, the only time they get set, you know, reunited with Jesus is when they say the sinner's prayer. And when they say the sinner's prayer and they confess Jesus as Lord, well, then they experience the new birth. And, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit jumps into them. And now they have had this born again, you know, conversion experience. Again, I'm taking some time to unpack this because if you're going to renew your mind, you need to understand what you're renewing your mind to. And this is also a really good time if you're reading this, if you're listening to this podcast, to just make a note that it might be a good idea to go read the, the book of Colossians. Because Colossians is a really great explanation of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And if we go into Colossians, you will find that a whole lot more than what maybe you've realized happened on Calvary. And it's so good. (laughs) The good news is so, so, so very good that I really want to take some time to unpack it. So come with me if you will. And we're not you know, going to take the time to read huge portions of Colossians, but I can tell you it's worth taking some time to do it. But come with me, if you will, over to, uh, let's see, I'm going to, let me open it up here and let me see where we want to go. I want to say we're going to go towards the middle of chapter one, probably into the middle of chapter two. So if you have you know, if, if you're not driving listening to me and you have a place where you can, you know, get your phone or get your Bible, well, go ahead and get it so that you can read along with me. And I want to start, I'm going to start in verse 15 of Colossians chapter 1. Well, I'm going to say verse 13 and just start reading here a little bit. I'm actually reading the Amplified version today just because it amplifies some really awesome things. And in verse 13, it says, For he has rescued us and drawn us to himself 
from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty. So I'm going to stop here for a moment because a lot of times we never even stop to think, well, when were we rescued and drawn to himself from the dominion of darkness? When were we transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son? And a lot of times we don't even know that it, in our heads, we don't even think, well, does it even matter? But I want you to stick with me because it does matter. And it's an important point because it will change the way that you not only view the gospel and the goodness of God, but it will change the way you look at every human being on the planet. And it will cause you to honor and value people that possibly have not heard the gospel, that have not, you know, who have not been awakened to the truth in a different way. You'll stop making unbelievers the enemy and start recognizing that there's only two kinds of people, people that have heard and believed the gospel uh, and people that for whatever reason have never heard the, the real gospel or have not chosen to believe it. So there's really only believers and unbelievers. But let's keep reading. In verse 15, it says, he is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unseen God the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign and the originator of all creation. Verse 16 says, for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That is by his activity and for him. And he himself existed and is before all things. And in him, listen to this, and in him all things hold together. He is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. Verse 18, he is also the head, the life source and leader of the body, the church. And he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will occupy first place. He will stand supreme and be preeminent in everything. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father for all the fullness of deity, the sum total of his essence, all of his perfection, powers, and authority to dwell permanently in him, the Son. Verse 20, And through the intervention of the Son to reconcile all things to himself, making peace through the blood of his cross through him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Now, I'm just going to switch into the Passion Translation just for that last scripture that I just read, because... I want you to just get another, just another version of this powerful scripture. And in verse 20, it says, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Now, I'm stopping here because 
this has been a much overlooked scripture. It was through the blood of Jesus on the cross that the Greek word here is that the entire cosmos was reconciled with Christ. I love the way the Passion says that everything in heaven and earth was brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Now, I want to stop here for a moment and just kind of put this in context. If you go and read the book of Acts, one of the things you'll notice is people weren't praying sinner's prayer. (laughs) There are accounts of people being filled with the Holy Spirit simply because they were, they heard the gospel. You know, the apostle Paul would share the gospel and while he was yet talking, all of a sudden people would begin to, to, to speak in tongues. Like no one did an altar call. No one, you know, prayed anything, confessed Jesus as Lord. They didn't do anything. They just heard the good news. You know what happened is they believed. They just were, as they were hearing it, their hearts came alive. They believed it. And the next thing you know, they began to experience what Jesus had accomplished on the cross. Another really incredible thing to think of through this lens is how when it was time for, you know, Peter to get the revelation that the gospel was for the Gentiles too. And he's up on the rooftop, you know, praying and falls into a trance and he has this dream. And in the dream... You know, there's these unclean animals in a sheet that come down and he's hearing the Lord tell him to rise and eat. And three times he has this vision while he's in this trance or half sleep or whatever it is. And he responds and says, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything unclean. But God responds back to Peter and says, don't call unclean what I have cleansed. And What is so important for us to recognize about this is that the cross is absolutely all-encompassing. That on the cross, the blood of Jesus cleansed all of humanity. You read in Hebrews about there was one sacrifice for all, and through him all died. And so the undoing of Adam, which affected all of mankind that followed Adam, was undone by the last Adam, which also affected all of mankind. And when we hear the truth, when we hear the gospel, and when we, when our hearts come alive and we, we know the truth, it's that truth that sets us free to experience the new birth, to experience salvation, to experience relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And most of us just haven't been taught the full extent of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And and we've been taught this kind of us and them mentality, and we've been taught that, you know, there was, that our spirits are you know, we have dead spirits and alive spirits. And we, there's like there's some place that someone can hide apart from Christ. That somehow there's something that isn't included in Jesus. Which is why I took the time to read Colossians. Because there is nothing 
that is separate from Jesus Christ anymore. The illusion of separation doesn't only extend itself. I mean, it's not just a concept that applies to believers. It's a concept that belongs to, you know, applies to unbelievers. In fact, that's the good news we preach to unbelievers. So why am I saying this? Because if you don't understand this reality in the context of mind renewal, in the context of supernatural mind renewal, you have a misunderstanding about what your mind is being renewed to. And there is a really, really good chance that you are not going to renew your mind all the way to the eradication of the illusion of separation. Because the ultimate truth that you, your mind is getting renewed to is that you are one with Jesus Christ. That through the cross of Christ, you were reconciled into God and you now live and move and have your being in God. You are a son. You are a child of God. You are the bride of Christ. You have an inheritance. And that is yours because of what Jesus accomplished. It's not yours because you say the sinner's prayer. It's yours because Jesus did it without your permission. And now all that's happened is you believe it. You've heard it and you believe it. But what you believe about the cross, what you believe about what Jesus has finished, what you believe about your inclusion in Jesus's crucifixion, about your inclusion in the Trinity, about your inclusion in the very Godhead, if you will, not as God. Don't, don't mis, don't misinterpret me. Don't, don't, you know, mince my words. He is God. But as he is, so are you in this world. And mind renewal is renewing your mind to what Jesus has done for you and what it means to be reconciled to God and what it means to be crucified with Christ and what it means to be a new creation and what it means to be a joint heir with Jesus, to be seated in heavenly places and to completely eradicate this idea that there is a you apart from Christ. For that matter, that there is a you of anyone on the planet apart from Christ. Yes, they're lost. Yes, they don't know it. Yes, they aren't enjoying their the fruits of salvation. Yes, they're alienated from God in their minds. Yes, they're blinded by the God of this world because the light of the glorious gospel has yet to shine in their hearts. But they are still clean, like the Father told Peter. And this affects not only the way that you view yourself, it affects the way you view the cross. It affects the way you view God. It affects the way you, you, you view the lost or those that don't know Jesus. It affects the way you look at the universe. It affects the way you, you look at everything. So we must make the crucifixion of Jesus the most glorious event <laughs> that has ever occurred. And it is what happened on Calvary to you, to all of humanity, to the entire universe that we are, in fact, renewing our minds to. And it's supernatural for many, many reasons. 
It's supernatural because it's the Holy Spirit within us that is doing this work. It's revelatory. <laughs> this isn't a, you know, a, a human behavior modification program. This is a complete transformation, a complete transfiguration of who we are and what we are able to manifest through our lives because we understand what Jesus has accomplished. In 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul said it, you know, he was so obsessed in many places throughout Scripture with, with the cross and with the crucifixion of Jesus and with what happened on that. It was, it was his life mission to try to unveil the mystery of Christ in us. And in 1 Corinthians, he says, when I was with you, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ crucified. And I want to say at this point that the pain and suffering that we experience, a large majority of it in our lives, is because we really do not have a revelation of Christ crucified. So I want to give you just one example of this from one of many what <laughs> supernatural mind renewal uh, just experiences that I have had with the Holy Spirit. And truthfully, I don't even remember. I remember the revelation. I don't even remember what the issue was. But more than likely, knowing me, it had something to do with me operating under condemnation or me feeling bad about myself or feeling guilty about something. And in my, my conversation with God, he was unpacking the lie that I believed and why I believed it and just unveiling the truth for me. And the lie that I had believed, and I had believed for a very long time from my childhood, was that it was my fault. And the way that lie manifested in my life is that I, I was really hard on myself. I would take responsibility for things that really weren't mine to, you know, to take responsibility for. And I had a relationship with myself that was very accusatory. So I would just have negative self-talk and say things like, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, and I just believed at this core level that I had something that was wrong with me and it was my fault. And so this day, when the, when the Holy Spirit's bringing this up and I'm talking to Jesus about it, the truth was the Holy Spirit gave to me was that it's not your fault. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not my fault? Well, if it's not my fault, whose fault is it? And clear as a bell, I heard Jesus say, it's my fault. And I was very confused by that. I'm like, here he is, the perfect son of God. How can it be his fault? And this revelation just blew my mind and flooded my heart with love and adoration and worship for Jesus. Because what he said to me was, Shalise, it's my fault. 
don't you realize that on Calvary, I took the blame for it all? All blame was absorbed into me. And that's why in Ephesians chapter 1, I can say, (laughs) Apostle Paul can say, that you are blameless, that you are innocent. And in Romans chapter 8, it says that there is therefore no, no guilty verdict, no condemnation for them that are in Christ, that there is no guilt. So isn't it interesting how the cross, a revelation of the cross, a revelation of what Jesus did, eradicated the lie that it's my fault. And I'll take it one step further to say this. If there isn't a me apart from Christ, if my life is hidden inside of Christ, if I've been joined to the Lord and I'm one spirit with him, there is no me apart from him to accuse or blame. So the whole blame game is a lie based on the illusion of separation. You know, beloved, I have been on a journey. The Lord said it this way to me years ago. Shalise, you need to integrate with Jesus at a subconscious level. Boy, when he said that to me, I did not even get it. I have definitely been being taught what that means and been in the process of having the Holy Spirit integrate me into Jesus now for years. And what makes this process so beautifully perfect and powerful is that it all happens by the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. And when Holy Spirit gives you the truth, in that instance, when he said, gave me the revelation that it wasn't my fault, and he, he taught me the gospel for the you know millionth time, he supernaturally set me free from the idea that everything was my fault. And so as I wrap today's episode, I, I've said a lot in a short amount of time. And honestly, I have really come frontal, you know, coming after this pseudo-gospel, I guess, that is good news for people that have heard the gospel. <laughs> and it's good news, really bad news for people that haven't. And separates us and them and causes all kind of spiritual pride and fear of people that don't know Jesus and causes us to relate to people in a judgment rather love. And there's all kinds of things that happen when we don't understand what all was included in the cross, like what actually Jesus did, what he reconciled to himself on the cross. And so I pray that if this is really your first introduction to this, the gospel <laughs> from this perspective, from this scriptural perspective, that you will take some time 
and re-listen to this. And I also want to, I'll continue this episode because I want to continue to talk about mind renewal. I want to continue to talk about supernatural mind renewal and how when you understand the finished work and you realize what you're actually renewing your mind to, that it really does change the way you look at what you might call inner healing or sanctification. So, Father, I thank you for just helping every listener wrap their understanding, wrap their hearts and their minds around the message that was shared today. And Father, I pray that you will continue to dismantle every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And that by the power of your spirit, you would help every listener bring those thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ. Father, I pray that the good news would become exponentially better, that their hearts would be set on fire with the reality of what Jesus has done, and that they would begin to look at everything differently, that their view of their world would be transformed, that their view of human beings and the value of every single person on the planet would overwhelm them. And that they would fall in love with Jesus all over again. That their hearts would explode in worship and gratitude for what Jesus has accomplished. And that the illusion of separation would be chipped away at until it no longer exists. And we just give you thanks. We give you praise for it. And we expect and believe that that's exactly what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening, guys. I can't tell you how much it blesses me to get all of the feedback that I regularly get from you guys about how these podcasts are really... <laughs> really impacting you and how the Holy Spirit is drawing you in to binge listen and all the other things that you guys share with me. So absolutely keep those emails coming. If you have some feedback, you want to share a testimony, we love to, we love to get them. You can do that at info at Shalice.com. So until next time, we love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Shalice's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. 
Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.